Hello, everybody, and welcome to our show. I'm Cyrus, and I'm looking forward to drinking some wine with you this evening. And I'm Brittany, and I am ready for some wine. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting a little chilly up here in Maine, so it's a nice time to have a warm belly. Yeah, toast me up. <laughs> well, uh, Brittany, what are we uh, What are we doing today? So we are back on track. We are going to do some wines from Spain today. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about Spanish wine. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's commonly very much loved, so... And loved by us. This is <laughs> yes. Well, uh, today I brought a white. And I brought a red. Intro. So, Brittany, what do you have for us this week? Yes. So, this week for the red, we have a 2019 Tempranillo. It's from Toro in Spain. It comes in at 14.5% alcohol. And the wine is called Sin Complejos. And we didn't look up what that means. No, we did not. <laughs> Anybody Google Translator out there? Cool. Thanks for looking that up. <laughs> so uh, I'm pretty excited about this. We, we love some Tempranillos, so hopefully this one lives up to it. Yeah, I'm ready for some bold Spain wine. And this is 14.5%, so it it's is going there. to be up there. I'm excited. Well, let's get it open. Great. Well, let's take a look. Okay. Right away, it's a deep purple color. Very dark. Very thick. Yeah. Not at all transparent. That's awesome. Well, let's get in here and smell it. Awesome. I kind of already did when I opened the <laughs> bottle. It is it pretty pungent. It just wafted right into my face. So right away, you do get that punchy smell where it's just super bold, and you can definitely smell the alcohol, which I think we anticipated. I also get maybe a little bit of dark fruits, mostly plum for me. And then after that, or even before that, I get a lot of just dirty smells, very good dirty smells. Dusty, yeah. Dusty, sort of like gravelly almost branchy like you're just in the woods and you're taking it all in and there's like stone and clay or something like that yeah i think i get the plum i get cherry as well like kind of a sweeter cherry um and i i expect this to be a little herbal as well just based on the smell there was like some herbal component there a little green and i'm pretty excited about this i think that it's going to be a little bitter, which I like, uh, just based on the smell. I'm hoping that that herbal kind of bitterness comes through. We'll see. Yeah, awesome. Let's dig in. All righty. Well, there's some excellent grainy tannins. Definitely the cherry still coming through. Definitely bitter and herbal. Honestly, this is pretty good. The, the tannins have such an interesting characteristic in this one. Grainy almost, which is really interesting. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. First off, the thing that I noted was just it dried up my mouth completely. It took all the saliva out of it. So it's definitely a super dry wine and it does have that bitterness to it, but it also has the sweet to kind of counteract with that too. But then I'm also getting a slight stony taste. Yeah, honestly, I love this style of wine. Um, it's very elegant. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it's cool that, you know, you can kind of get something that has this much complexity. When we were uh, listing all of the different things that we were tasting, right? And that means you've hit a certain level of complexity and, and we're still hitting our normal price range here. This was right around the $20 mark. So that's a pretty awesome value in my opinion. Yeah. And I think that's part of why I like Spanish wine so much is just, it really gives you those bold flavors, but also that, um, ability to buy many, (laughs) (laughs) your wallet won't cry so much if you get a couple bottles, you know? Yep. Yep. Well, I'm going to have one more taste here. Me too. So Brittany, what do our listeners need to know about Spanish wine? Yes, so some interesting little tidbits about Spain. They have the highest acreage of wine grown in the world, which is really cool. But something to note is they yield lower amounts of wine grapes. And that's only because, you know, they space all of their plants out across the acreage. So, you know, you're getting less vines than other people would if they crammed it all together. But also, they use less water, too. Yeah, it's a pretty arid area, and they're pretty conscious about saving the water that they have. So um, that means also that the grapes don't grow as big. So, Yeah, but that being said, it's still one of the top exporters in the world, especially to European countries. Yeah, and with all of those kind of uh, smaller yields, they can make higher quality wine and more concentrated flavors. Pretty cool. Yeah. And I think we've talked about, you know, organic wine is really hard to do because there's certain things you have to follow. You can't do pesticides or certain chemicals in the wine grapes when you're growing them. And Spain hits it right on the dot where most of their wine is actually organic. Yeah. It's one of the few countries in the world where the organic wine is you know, almost as large as, you know, conventional grown wine. And both the ones we have here today are organic, and we didn't even plan that. It right. just, that's what's available, so. Yeah, exactly. Also, if you are in Spain and you like artists, you should definitely check out the different vineyards that Picasso has slept in and looked up at the stars at. <laughs> he's, actually, he's from Spain, and so it's really cool to get that idea that it was sort of a muse for him. Spain was his home place, and he also, you know, did his art-based on Spain and also has like Spanish wine kind of in his paintings a little bit too. Yeah. He has a whole series on like, uh, grapes and vineyards and, you know, but in his style. So it's maybe a little tough to tell, but that's what they're called. Well, (laughs) look, people like them. (laughs) Yeah. Go visit Spain. Do it. (laughs) Well, Brittany, overall impressions on this sucker. I really, really like it and I'm not surprised. So I think I like the dryness of it. I like that it has a combination of sweet and bitter and that it just has so many complexities to it. I think that it's really interesting, but it's also a very elegant wine that I would have with a really, really nice dinner that we make at home. Yeah, I think, like I said before, great value for money and um, not a sucker at all. So (laughs) I'm a sucker. (laughs) All righty, well... uh, With that, we will leave you shortly, and when we come back, uh, we will try our second wine. Awesome. Alrighty, welcome back, everybody. So I brought a white. Brittany, you want to grab that for me? Yes. Tell us more about it. 
Yeah, so this is a 2021 uh, Spanish white wine called Zilamina, and it is 51% Iren and 49% Macabeo uh, grapes. Um, I've never had Iren. I've had Macabeo before, uh, so I'm interested in seeing, uh, since this is about half and half, what it's all about. And your bottle has a way more interesting design than mine does. Yeah, so this one has a woman who appears to be painting a wall orange, uh, but she's like multitasking and has a paintbrush in one hand, a roller in the other, dripping paint everywhere. She's in a swimsuit, I think. So they're getting stuff done. Yeah, uh, pretty pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, um, why don't we get in here and pour some glasses? Sure. Well, this is pretty much as light as they come for white wines. Yeah, it's almost water. (laughs) Yep, it's super, super light. Let's smell it. So I think right away I'm getting like candied fruit, candied apricot, candied lemon. Those are the main fruits that I'm getting. And it's not giving me much more of that. Yeah, it really reminds me of like an unoaked Chardonnay. It really is in that kind of um, realm where there's some vanilla-y bits, but not, you know, and some citrus, some apple, some apricot, um, maybe a little peach, but um, it's not too aromatic. It's pretty, pretty muted. It does smell sweet though. So I like the candy description. Well, let's get in and taste it. Well, it's definitely not as sweet as I thought I'd it would be. I think towards the end of the taste, it, it gives me a little bit more candy flavor, but initially it's very zingy, lemony, very acidic. Yeah, I think I'm just getting mostly lemon and it's slightly creamy. So I think you're kind of on the right route of kind of like an, an oak Chardonnay almost, but way more apricotty than apple, I think. Sure. Yep. Yeah, certainly the lemon is what hits first. Uh, but as kind of it moves across your palate, you get more of that peach and apricot stone fruit kind of, uh, which is quite pleasant. And it's interesting. I don't think it's unbalanced, but it does hit with the acidity first and then the sweetness comes later, which is interesting. Yeah, I think I, I really like it though. Yeah. The smell, I, I was anticipating it to be sweet, and so I wasn't super excited about that. But I'm really happy that the taste isn't that way, where it brings in more acidity and more mellow tones. But yeah, still bright and zingy for the most part. I would definitely have this like with some pasta or like like a light sauce pasta type of thing. Or salad. I think it would be great with a salad. Or salad, yeah. Goat cheese salad. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, Cyrus. So what part of the research do you have to share? Yeah, so a few episodes ago, I think it was in the Italy episode, I talked about how uh, labels are kind of uh, denominated in, in Europe, but also in Italy specifically. And um, I had a few more of those kind of Uh, label buzzwords to share with you for my research this week. So um, 
one example of that is Reserva. Um, you see it in in Spain, especially, but also in lots of uh, other countries. They have an equivalent. Um, I think it's literally Reserva in Italy. And that basically means that it's been aged uh, for at least three years. And some portion of that has to be in oak barrels. And so you'll see that on both whites and reds. And then there's Gran Reserva, which is at least five years. So it's a little bit more prestigious. And I think at least three of that has to be in oak. And then for younger wines, uh, you have Crianza, which is just minimum of one year. A lot of Spanish wine won't even bother putting that label on um, unless they're targeting a U.S. audience or an audience that doesn't speak Spanish, which is kind of funny. But it basically just, you know, because it means it's just been aged for like the minimum amount of time. Um, and then, but it does, uh, it does, you know, at least let you know that it's been oaked, right? Yeah. So it's not like they don't use it at all. And then yeah. the youngest is Joven, uh, which I think literally means young in, in Spanish. And um, that means little to no aging at all. Um, although sometimes it'll still have spent a month or two in oak just to get a touch of that in there. But um, those wines are typically meant to drink right away. So yeah. if you see that on the store shelf, um, you know. Pop that sucker open and chug it. <laughs> Well, at least <laughs> drink it within the year. Okay. Fine. So. There's a range. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's my little factoids for the week. But um, I thought that was interesting because I see Reserva on everything and kind of want to know what it meant. So I agree. Well, uh, Brittany, what were your overall impressions of this guy? Well, I think it's definitely a contender for one of the top white wines just because it's, you know, it hits certain spots where it's giving me complexity of flavors, but it has layers almost where we talked about, you know, the lemon will hit, the acidity will hit. And then there's like the candied fruits will hit and it's not all meshed together. So I think that it's, it's an exciting wine, but it's a very light wine that I really, really enjoy. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I think this is actually, how do I put it? It's very good, but pretty straightforward which isn't a bad thing per se, but it doesn't have like one specific taste that I can point to to say, wow, that really is like, you know, amazing because of the apple flavor or the apricot flavor. It's a pretty, you know, basic white wine, but, um, but they, what they do, they do very well. So for that, I also putting it pretty high up. Um, it sounded like, Maybe I wasn't going to be rating it so well, but um, I think that they've done it really, really well, what they've done. They just haven't, they haven't tried to be anything more than they are, which is a, um, you know, $15 white wine and they're, they're making it uh, accessible and they're making it good. So very delicious. Well, Brittany, uh, it's been a great week here in Spain and we only have a couple episodes left of the season. So uh, wow, I'm looking forward to drinking some more wine with you. And I with you, Cyrus. Alrighty. Bye now. Bye.